Simon and Schuster Audio Works presents Star Trek: The Next Generation. But let's stop talking about microphones and actually talk about Star Trek. Do you think they uh, they still have microphones in Star Trek future? Mm, I mean. Technically, yes, but I imagine they're so small, tiny. Yeah, because they definitely do. Because they talk to each other in different places, mm-hmm. which means yeah, that course. they would logically have at least some kind of device that's similar to a microphone. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> it just uses some other different technology. Instead of a microphone, it's a nanophone. Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. smaller. Mm-hmm. It's even smaller. Yeah, that makes sense. A nano, a nanophone. Uh, let me hit you up on my nanophone. And let me hit you up on my atomic phone. G atomic phone. It's just the size of a single atom. Mm-hmm. It just the vibra- They aim a device. They they capture a vibration of a single atom, and they can get audio out of it. It gets recreated by another atom in a different room. Yeah, if they're linked, like you mm-hmm. know, the, like quantum link. Uh, but yeah, that that would be cool. But like, I can't imagine like, you know, it would be so easy to spy on people in that future. Like, so incredibly easy. Yeah. Like, there's so like you could make I that t- like, technology yeah, could be so small that like, you could constantly have insight into what like I could imagine that like counter like uh, you know espionage is like so hard. Like, it's so insanely hard to actually find like. Anyone get like the technology is so different between different races and stuff. They mm-hmm. use different power sources and they use, uh, you know, uh, just diff- the technology is so different between the race, uh, the different uh, races that it's just like it would be in- in- insane to be able to work all this stuff out, you know. You think there's one guy who's just like that's his job and he's just like the most stressed out guy in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, they're gonna find out where Outpost Fifty One is. What was it? Fifty One. The Outpost Fifty Three. I think. Fifty Three. God damn! I, God got, damn. I gotta stop him. Fuck! They're gonna put Riker in a holodeck simulation. Yeah. And make him think he's old. And he thinks he's a, he's got a baby, a little baby boy. I think he thinks he's gonna have a baby, but it's just Barash. It's just Barash. It's just that sneaky old Barash getting up to his usual tricks. Yeah. My um, favorite character, Barash. I love Barash. Barash is so cool. He's great. Yeah, I wish they put him more. Every did you did you know that prime character right there, and they refuse to use him in anything? Yeah, did you know that there's a small Barash in every single scene of Fight Club? I didn't. Yeah, it's insane. I was surprised too that I saw him there. That was Chuck Palahniuk's request as well. He was like, "I'll (laughs) only let you make this movie if you put a tiny little Barash in every scene." Mm-hmm. We should maybe we should you know reach out to Barash and see if he do, wants maybe to we be a producer a... on our on our on our show. Well, after what happened to the last one, he's got those really long fingers. He does, but after what happened to the last one, I wouldn't want that to happen to Barash. Yeah, the thing is that you know also you been... know yeah I don't want to meet my heroes. Oh, you're right, because like you you meet him and he's like creepy or something like that. Kind of, yeah, yeah, I'd rather just admire from afar. 
admirer that might <laughs> get a little like uh i mean little, it'd be cool uh, to like hook up and collab someday what hmm? yeah you just have a little shrine for barash and you know oh, i do in your yeah. in your little cupboard i guess I wonder if that you know... prop is somewhere i'm gonna look up barash mask prop <laughs> Ma- i I, the thing is that Barash's like makeup in general was so generic that I think it was probably used in some other show at this the point. The Next Generation's Hero Barash mask from TNG episode. God damn, are you serious? It's, Wait, did you find it? I've found something listed on yourprops.com. Yeah. This looks they've got there's a picture of it here. It's got uh-huh. like wires hanging out of it. It looks like the yeah, that looks like the Barash thing. Oh, I guess maybe its eyes, like, changed color or something. Mm, Screen used TNG Barash mask. No, I no longer have this item. It was sold at auction. God damn it. We gotta find the guy. Trace his IP. (laughs) We need to find this guy. Who who has it now? I don't think... Who has Barash? Who has Barash? That is the question. I'm looking at live auctioneers Star Trek now. Yeah. What have we got here? Alien mask. Cool. Uh-huh. Cadet hero costume. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are Dr. you looking Soon at? Dr. Soong double costume. Oh, shit. I'm looking shit. at Star Trek props that are on this auction site. Yeah, but this is a, this is a podcast. This is an audio medium, not a visual one. They all... Well, they're... I mean, as, as long as they're as big as fans of us, I'll just say the name of what it is. And they'll see it in their mind perfectly clear. In their mind eye, yeah. A, gold, have... uh, so a bar of gold press latinum. Yeah, you, I can see it immediately. Starfleet ration packs. Yeah, they can, I can imagine that classic, when, classic when uh, O'Brien is like, I love this. I love this so much. And <laughs> they, did have, they have the Barash costume here. The entire Which includes, of it? like, oh my god. Do we ever see his, like... Okay, this Lo- is one where it's like I don't think you ever see like his lower half, do you? No, you don't. I don't think so. Because this is like he's got like fake feet. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta so to the viewer at home, you gotta look up the Barash costume. I'm gonna send a picture to Max now. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. You see that? They're like yeah, sandals you the- put on and they're like they're like stilts. Yeah. Little Barash feet. Why would this is insane. Like, why would they... I have to make an account to see the, the price that it was sold for. I don't imagine, like... I know, I don't think you ever see him, like, fully. Like, why exactly. would they make the actors wear these? Just in case. I guess they had the shots of it. Just in yeah. case. They cut out. They were like, this looks too silly. Yeah, we're like, we don't need these. We don't need these takes. Um, original series monitor graphic. Mm-hmm. Or do you, I mean, uh, you know what? Let's play a little game here. Let's play a little game here. Okay. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm go gonna on. I'm gonna say what it is, and mm-hmm. on here they've got an estimated price range for it. Okay. You, you, you let me know what you think it is. Okay, so original the series estimated range or just one value, like just the. You can give me the full range if you want, or you can just All say right. a value. I don't know how much they were sold for because I gotta make an account <laughs> to do that, and I don't want to make an account. You don't so, want to give them your data. So this is a original series monitor. I'll send the pictures to you, but I mean they're pretty self-explanatory from the name, yeah. you know. It's one of those. It's a picture of uh, the, the Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. 
and it has like all the decks and stuff, and it's, it's probably the foil that they put over the different screens, the lights and stuff, the light boards. Yeah. yeah. How much do you yeah. think they, that would sell for? Estimated. That would so this is. I'll give you. I'll give you. Like a, a prop, give you right? These are pretty. This one's pretty broad on the estimate. This so is, the, uh, the minimum and the maximum are pretty pretty a big gap between them. Okay, I'm gonna say fifty bucks to a hundred bucks if you say. Yeah. Broad. Okay. Yeah, that's what you say. Fifty bucks. Yeah. According to live auctioneers, this is estimated at ten thousand to twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> Oh shit! I think you really guess, undersold that. I undersold. That. You have to remember this is a prop on a quintessential piece of television history. That was yeah original I guess, series but... Star Trek. This is like this is primo <laughs> stuff. All right, let's. This is a biggie. Okay, this is a biggie. Spock's yeah. prosthetic Vulcan ears. Oh my fucking the god! Little, this is all sweaty. They, oh, no, but they are very decayed. You They're can see soaked. they are like. Awful. They these have these have not sustained oh. the last fifty years well, no sir. Yeah, the silicone is really falling apart on these. Okay, so the little the screen, the little like foil piece of foil was ten thousand dollars. Is that what you yep. said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna say this one's um, estimated at ten thousand to twenty thousand. The actual estimate... sold price could be really low. I have no idea. I don't uh, really these care. are really bad in terms of. Uh, like the quality, quality. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say five thousand dollars to seven thousand dollars. This is estimated at you were a thousand dollars off both ways, four thousand to six thousand. Jesus. Okay. I, guess, I guess one. I'm in within range of those values. That was a close one. That was a close one. Yeah. That was a close one. Um. How what about else? a? Let's <laughs> do a. Uh, Let's get one that's not like an uh, uh, the original series thing. Yeah, the Price is Right of Star Trek nerds. How much would you pay for this prop? Mm, that's in the original. Series All of these thing. can be 3D printed now, so they it's all could very easily be 3D printed. This one's pretty generic. Klingon warrior costume. Oh, entire warrior this is costume. A Klingon warrior costume. Jesus. So this is this is like TNG, right? It doesn't say. This just says oh, Klingon warrior costume. Yeah. I feel it does feel like TNG, does it? Like those boots it looks specifically. Kind of TNG, yeah. Like, it looks look at, is, TNG do they have spikes than... on the boots? So they've got that big the... spine thing going on. Yeah, maybe TNG. It looks more but TNG than the original. I'm gonna series say, yeah, okay. So the foil was ten thousand original series. This is TNG. I'm gonna. There's probably less of these. I would imagine. And it looks pretty good in terms of quality. I'm gonna say ten thousand to fifteen thousand. So it's three thousand to four thousand. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Estimated for by the, live auctioneers for the entire fucking like suit. Like this Nobody is like gives a ri- shit about cl- the Klingons. Oh, now this is one that you could do a lot of damage with. Oh, okay. This is. Oh, I'll send it to the picture of you, like while I say it. This uh-huh, is yeah. a, a face. Cast of Brett Spiner. <laughs> you could, I feel like you could do a lot of damage with this I, in the real. I feel real like world. this, like, was taken while he was like asleep or something. Like, <laughs> it's just, it, it's like a death mask. It is a death bullshit. mask. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say Brent, Brent, this is Brent, Brent Spiner's Spiner. face Brent Spiner. that you're paying for here. I like Brent Spiner. I would, I would Spiner. I would give him a lot of money for his 
How much? Well, how much? How much? I'm gonna say okay. So Klingon thing. This has to be expensive, right? I'm gonna say ten thousand pounds to dollars. Ten thousand dollars to uh, twelve thousand dollars. This is like that. One hundred dollars to two hundred dollars. One hundred. One hundred dollars to two hundred dollars. Estimated. We could buy this. We could. We could buy Brent's finest face. It's already and sold. Just... Oh, but we no. could track it down and and and, and give <laughs> and him like four hundred bucks or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Now here's one that is like here's one that would be nice to own. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll do the last one. Last one. Okay. Last one. Okay. Last one. We don't want to get too uh, visual with this. This is a classic. This is a Niners baseball cap and you. Oh pack. shit! I would That's love nice to have one. that. That is a real. It's a baseball cap and it has like a. A logo at the front, and it's, it's got uh, it's a baseball, and one of the it and one of the stitching curves on the baseball leads into a silhouette of the Deep Space Nine. I didn't know yeah, that. That's amazing. what the Niners logo was. It's I would I'm gonna say uh, fuck. So this was a prop, right? Yeah, it's article mm. of clothing from the show. I'm gonna say. One thousand bucks to two thousand bucks. You're being very. Uh, your admiration of DS9 shows that this one is also one hundred to two hundred dollars. God damn it! Which I don't know how much. I don't. I'm not into collecting props. I don't know how I, much well, you pay for this thing. shit. For a hundred dollars, I'd I'd buy a Niners hat if it's an yeah, authentic definitely. Niners hat. You know what? Why not? All right. You know what? One more. One more. Since since I got it up. <laughs> yeah. This is a, a this is a classic. This is another original series classic. We're talking right. a triple. One triple. Oh, shit. They had to make a lot of these, they didn't to, they? They made like eight billion of them. Yeah, of course. Oh, so how... okay. Actually, this is not a... This is a specifically not a original series one. This is a DS9 triple. Ah, nice. This is a More trouble valuable. with tribbles. More valuable. Trials and tribulations, I mean. Trouble with tribbles is the original one. Trials and yeah. tribulations. Uh, I'm going to say this costs... Uh, Four hundred to five hundred bucks. There's another close one. Two hundred to three hundred. Fuck, that's not way close. close. Okay, I'm Within not good. I, I'm overpaying for all these items. You are. Items you really except, want these things, except for the first one, which is this the the fucking the low most piece expensive. of foil. The most <laughs> expensive one out of all of these. It's a piece of foil that you but put it's over. A, like it's a... an important. That thing was in fucking like every episode, and the quality of it's good. Nice, yeah. There's a part of the main original set of the original series. How God would that not it. be ten to twenty thousand dollars? Huh? <laughs> that set is like that set was like thrown into like one of the like I don't know into the Pacific Ocean somewhere, you know. Clearly not, because you can buy a piece of it for for ten to twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, because like one intern like grabbed this one piece yeah. and they threw the rest into the ocean, made it sunk. One of the whales was like, "Oh yeah, fuck this piece of shit," and destroyed it with its tail because <laughs> particularly hate. You know, they killed all the whales in the future. Yeah. No, yeah, but then they brought them back. That <laughs> whale not is not. That whale problems. is not getting picked up by by Kirk. Yeah, like when uh, uh, Picard was like, me, like in the finale of uh, of of TNG, was like, maybe I shouldn't mess with time, <laughs> time. <laughs> and Kirk was like, 
how about we go back into the past so we can bring back the whales? And it's like, oh. No, they both know. have the same message. Fuck with time. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right to fuck with time. You can bring a lady from the past into the future who gives a shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot, I forgot about that. that she's that lady. just some scientist. She just gets, gets on board and then they fly her back and they're like, well, I guess, you, I guess you're coming to the future now. Yeah. She's, uh, but we have to remember, she's got photographic memory. So, you know. Oh, yeah. She's that was a thing. Quick. She was like, even if you, well, but she was like, even if you kick me off, I'd be like, I already know all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then she went to the future and she just became like a future marine biologist or something. Yeah, some bullshit, yeah. Yeah. Like, with catching up on 400 years of marine biology or mm-hmm. some bullshit like that. Yeah, so but, you're yeah. saying all of the whales died. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> she she should have been like that specific whale that she they brought back. Like, they should... Uh, you know, she would be the carer for that one whale. I think you she know? brought. They brought back two, didn't two, they? yeah. Because they I guess they needed to, a pair. Because right? they were gonna get released. Remember? Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, we're gonna put these two back into the wild." So, so Kirk and and Spock were like, "This is perfect." You know, <laughs> they're gonna put those out in the idea. ocean. We'll just scoop them right up, and they'll they'll never know. They'll just be like, "Yeah, we released them in the wild." There we go. They they're gone. Yeah, and they like, they like. Bring it back into the, uh, to the future. They bring it to the future, mm-hmm. shove them in the water, and they die immediately to some like microbe that wasn't you know some they fucking alien disease for... microbe yeah. that is now in Earth's atmosphere and has been for years and for years. like years, years yeah. and years. Well, yeah. I mean, they all like they didn't wasn't it, didn't they get like uh, all killed? It wasn't like it was sort of a mixture of pollution and getting hunted, right? It's probably like yeah, I think it was like. Uh, yeah, I think it was like overfishing, and I think we did have a nuclear holocaust. We at did one have point, that whole so... nuclear holocaust, yeah. So, which you is know, coming up. It is coming. Coming up, up right yeah, after the it? unification of Ireland. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> um, it all gets kicked off with that. I think it? it's like I feel like it's around 2050, isn't it, or something? Like 2040, yeah. 2050. So uh, I was um, thinking about some of the things that we were talking about in terms of like. The different, you know, ideas we had for watching the show. And I reminded myself of one of the ideas of that we specifically came up with when we were watching... Hold on. Uh, Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Sorry. Keep it in your mind. I just realized that we did the whole game and stuff. We never actually said welcome to Dead Ends. <laughs> Maybe we should record an intro and just edit it in. You, you can know? just slap it back there. Yeah. Yeah. And just Hello like, and welcome to Dead Ensigns, a Star Trek yeah. podcast hosted by me, Ben, and my friend Max here. Yeah, that's me. Um, we talk about Star Trek, of course. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? All this stuff that's tangent. We go on tangents from Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. All the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. All what the were you time. saying? But yeah, I was talking about the different ideas that we had. I was thinking about the ideas that we had when we were watching star trek and i i i reminded myself of this uh idea we had when we were watching voyager <laughs> again mm-hmm, going back to mm-hmm, voyager mm-hmm. um it always goes back to voyager it always goes back to voyager but we had this idea of remember that episode when they have they find like the space station where species 
whatever the number what was it three thirteen oh five or some shit like that species what fucking two two one two one two two yeah know. species three six sixty nine sixty nine sixty nine four twenty sixty nine yeah yeah that one yeah yeah they uh they have that entire made up earth and stuff like that right yeah they like they the academy that earth, was yeah yeah they had they the, remade like, it. They had like those those like Russian cities, fake American Russian cities, like in Russia. Like they had mm-hmm. those like American fake cities yep, that yep. they just trained like spies in. You know, they had mm-hmm. those ones yep, for Earth yep. specifically. Mm-hmm. Yep, and mm-hmm. and they were Russians. The, yep. the species three sixty nine are Russians. I think uh, you've but, just spent the last three minutes explaining the same thing. Yes, I know because <laughs> uh, I just got twisted. But yeah, uh, we're. We're, we're, we made, and Boothby is there, right? Boothby is there, yeah. And Boothby is there, and he's like one of the main dudes there. And we made this joke about like, what if there was like this spin off series about how, because then Janeway turns out Janeway also knows Boothby. Chakotay and like also then, knows Boothby. And Chakotay knows That's Boothby. That's from a different episode. That's um, a different episode. But well, yeah, and first of had, all, yeah. I wasn't aware that you were bringing this up because I now feel like you're giving away a very solid idea we had. Mm-hmm. You're throwing what? it out there. Are you serious? I mean, <laughs> I like it. But you're thinking that you what? You're gonna make it into something? <laughs> Not that if we will make it into something, but if you know, I definitely think it's a pitchable idea for a comic. So you, so you think I should stop talking about this idea now? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> the thing about it is that, you know, if we say it now and we have this recorded and we have this hosted and someone makes this into a show or a comic, then we can sue them. <laughs> yeah, true. Claim, uh, claim copyright over this idea, you know? Mm-hmm. We need to register ourselves in the Writers Guild so we have the Writers Guild protecting us and our ideas. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, we can release this episode and it's our idea. No one could Worry ever free. make a, a spin-off series about how Boothby uh, is a crucial part to the it's, survival of well, the Federation. The I never saw it as a, like a TV, as a spin-off TV show. I know, you In were thinking mind, as a comic. It's a, it's a Star Trek comic about but nobody... how Boothby must die. Yeah, that's what it was called. Boothby, yeah. Boothby has to die, and that he is the linchpin to the prosperity of the of of Star Trek, of their universe, of the Star of Starfleet. You know. Yeah. So I think, let's say you're uh, one of those. Who are those fucking stupid, shitty reptile guys from Enterprise? First uh, Suliban. The Suliban. If I were a Suliban future time alien guy controlling yeah. the Sulabans, I'd be like, yeah, just go kill this janitor. Hey, this old guy, like, you know, he was old when Janeway was, a, like, you know, in that academy. I mean, we Picard. talked about it further. He is definitely, like, an artificial being. He has to be, right? Just like I feel like android. that would be a part of the comic, maybe. Like, they're trying to save Boothby, and then they find out that ultimately Section 31 or whatever have been producing Boothbees, <laughs> trying to perfect the ultimate role model or, or life no, no. life life like mentor yeah for for Wist- like 300 wise years man. 
a yeah. wise man, and uh, they've, like, they finally cracked it with Boothby, and Boothby has yeah. been being has been the mentor for like hundreds of Starfleet officers now, and it's the only edge that they have against like the Vulcans and the Klingons and the and the Dominion and everything, and the Boothby. Romulans. The only edge they have is their artificial uh, mentor being Boothby. So instead of like in Star Trek Nemesis, instead of taking making a clone Picard, imagine if they made Imagine <laughs> if they had made a clone Boothby. All of the Romulans would have been like ready to kill. Yeah, exactly. Well, they would have I been don't know, so inspired. Because I think Boothby as a mentor is about is more about like confidence and compassion, I guess. Mm-hmm. So maybe it would have done the opposite, and it would have made the Romulans more human. Like Soft. Boothby is the perfect human mentor, but I don't think he's the perfect universal mentor. Mm-hmm. You get, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course, I know what you mean. But that's but Boothby must die. Would would see all of our favorites team up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Picard, probably Riker. It'd be two from Jane every Way. series. You it would be about Jane Way. Well, no, I was gonna get to them. I was gonna say mm-hmm. it'd be two from every, each of those three series. I think you know the big ones everybody likes. Do you think? TNG do you think? Yeah, and and DS Nine and Voyager. Yeah, what, what about Captain Archer? And <laughs> does he not get Boothby? I'm pretty sure we added Archer in somehow. Like he was, he was gonna be like Boothby's like great grandfather or something. Yeah, some bullshit like his, that. His his seed was passed oh went down and and created boothby or maybe he was the head of the boothby project i don't oh, know yeah either way brent the, spiner the, brent spiner as uh what is he called dr singh uh, dr singh dr union singh union singh son right son is that what it is singh union singh okay anyway he, he would he... he would have to at least one one union one khan yeah, would need to be involved. We would have Picard and Riker from TNG. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We would have Cisco and hmm. Cisco and I want to like, say O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah. I want to say O'Brien because everybody loves O'Brien. And yeah. then you would have uh, you would have Janeway and Chakotay. Mm-hmm. They would all have to team up and yeah. protect Boothby from the Romulans trying to like assassinate him in the past. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. They just come out of nowhere. It's, yeah, uh, and they they have to just predict who's gonna. But like, would would it be like? And that's how we do it. That's how we just create the ultimate like, fucking like, fanboy series. We bring back Gold to Cat is one who goes back in time. You know. All the good villains, you know, they come I, back. I I think that's pushing it a bit too far. No, no, you gotta go. You gotta make it Marvel. They they, they it's make it I like think a that's, Marvel. Movie. I think mm, I think it's pushing it too far. I think it's yeah, good no. as it is. I think it's I think, nice and I wrap think it up my in idea would would, uh, would fuck more with producers. You know, you think you think the producers, the current producers of Star Trek. Give a single fuck about Gold the Cat. Which is that what you're saying? Is that what you think you think you're gonna make you're gonna get into a meeting with whoever the fuck is I can't remember the name of the people that are heading up this show anymore. But you're gonna get in there and you're gonna go like I, I know what you're thinking, okay? You don't wanna you don't wanna get this yet, but hold on. This story we're bringing back Gold Ducat. 
and they're just gonna like start throwing money at you. That's what you and think. Boofby. <laughs> Goldacat is going to be killing Boofby in my new comic. You think they're just gonna throw money at you? And no, Barash is gonna come in at the end. He's gonna Bar- say, "Well, okay, money. now we got something. Now <laughs> we got something going." <laughs> It was all a Barash simulation. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was inside the Barash holodeck. This is yeah. the secret extra story that they didn't show in the Barash episode of TNG. Yeah. In between but... those two <laughs> those stories that Riker has to go through in the future and then kidnapped by Romulans. Jesus Christ. This is That's... the one in which he thinks he has to save Boothby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does Barash? And then we get we can make a like it's a like a circle. Then Barash turns out he was also influenced by Poofy. Barash. <laughs> so maybe 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 they were always the same. Maybe we don't know. maybe that's the that's the ticket. Is that yeah? Obviously, I need to go back in time to save Boothby from being killed in the past. You know. Yeah. And they bring Barash with them, and then it twists. It turns out Boothby in the past does get killed. And they're oh, like, oh shit. no, we failed. We failed. But they're thinking, but they're looking at themselves like, but wait a minute. We're yeah. all still here. We're all mm-hmm. still like alive. Yeah. Why are we still like this way? And then why is, why then is Barash, this not like Back to the Future where we just start fading in? Exactly. Opacity. And then Barash, brilliant idea. He realizes it's always been me. It's always been and me. And then we come up with, we have their both their names on screen. On, in a panel. Yeah. Barash on top, Boothby. Mm-hmm. And then you take away all of the letters that aren't the same between them, which I think is every letter except the B. <laughs> and then that's the mind-blowing moment of, like, it was always Barash. It was always Barash. You so know. he uses his hologram powers, which I don't think he had the powers, it was the planet, but either way, no. it doesn't matter. We're retconning it. He has the hologram powers. Yeah. And he turns into the young Boothby. And he's like, I will live the Boothby's life. Yeah, I will. That I is... will. I will guide the, your younger selves. Yeah, to be the the heroes that you are today. <laughs> they, I, and thank you, Starfleet. You finally found my true home. They foiled me again. Goldacat says at the <laughs> end of the movie. <laughs> Goldacat, he he couldn't be in it. <laughs> He gets killed. He gets thrown into the fiery pits with Cisco. Remember? Ah, no. He falls in the pit and it throws him back in time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how you do it. You know, it, all of this can be worked out. Where am make... I? San Diego, twenty-three forty. Yeah. Goes, I can only think the... of one way to beat Cisco now. <laughs> And then he cocks his gun and he goes on a booth beyond. <laughs> da 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 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Terminator? Yeah, and that's how it starts. He that's appears how it starts. in the dark, like the alleyway, like Terminator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> that's how it starts with like all of the characters that are going to be involved are like, you know, going about their normal days, but then Emissary Cisco appears to them ah, yes, and is like, course. "I, there is a problem. I've <laughs> just found out Golgatukat didn't die. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> messed that one up a little bit. That one's on me. This Second, he's gonna kill Boothby. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. He's, I love this. Somehow he found out. Uh, it's like, uh, you remember in that last Star Wars movie? Where they yeah. go, I'm sad to report Palpatine has returned. 
sack anything. <laughs> I'm sad to report that Gold the Cat has returned. Yeah. And that, also he found out about Boothby. That is perfect. That is, uh, that is amazing. I love this. Like uh, We've got our beginning. Uh, yeah. We've got our middle, which is they have to find a way to go back in time and then stop Gold the Cat. Yeah. And then they've got our ending, which is Boothby does die. Yeah. And then, I don't know, they kill Gold the Cat afterwards. <laughs> Something like that. But Barash stays behind. Yeah. Barash Barash is there. This might be a bit contrived, but Barash is there because for some reason they need him for the time travel. (laughs) I don't know why, they just do. Don't worry about it. It's just needed. They need specifically somebody of his species. He needs... Because he's of a dead species. And they're like, oh, they all got wiped out by Romulans or an earthquake or whatever was said in that episode. But then Riker is like... I might know someone. The light bulb. I think I know someone who could And also they could use his, like, cave holodeck planet... To yep. manufacture the device, mm-hmm. you know, you know mm-hmm. that stupid episode in TNG when they make that generator that works in the holodeck, and no. that's remember? <laughs> yeah, I and remember. They, they, they do, make they, the, they they make it in the holodeck, and they're like, oh, it, there's a load of anomalies happening on the ship, <laughs> and they're like, why are all these fucking anomalies happening? And then it turns out, because they've been recreating this fucking machine for a trial for, like, the last week, it's, it's apparently functioning in the holodeck. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. This is what I was saying. Do you remember when we had this conversation during Voyager about whether or not the uh, the the hologram could have a child? Oh, my God. And yeah, I he... think they could, because it depends just how, like, down to an atomic level you can get holograms going, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you holographically recreate, like, DNA... The entire system, that, like, uh, fertilization of an egg and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, Like if you just... Yeah, it would... Surely... What... (laughs) what, Is there some... What... It's it's about, like, the proteins and stuff, isn't it? If you just, like, use... If you're just using the matter replicator, like, on the holodeck... (laughs) To recreate that down to that cellular level, you know, down to that like subatomic DNA level to create yeah. those proteins with matter, yeah. mm-hmm. and then that person, you know, fucks. <laughs> then surely, like, they would actually impregnate. Yeah, this is like <laughs> computer, come computer, <laughs> impregnate me. Oh my god, that's mm-hmm. so fucked up. It would you know, work. It would work, and I, it did work because when the doctor went down to that planet, the the <laughs> planet where time was going faster, he yeah. had a kid. He had a kid. He did, he and he didn't kid. want to answer how. He didn't want to. He didn't explain how, and he never saw him again. Yeah, but he was what, down what there for happened? three years, and he he boned down, and then he 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 hit it and quit it. Yeah, what what happened was he broke into a a a uh, like a sperm bank on that planet. No, no, and he no. took a vial. He found like the perfect sperm, like because he he's got medical knowledge, right? He's he can. He look found the, vials. the. You're saying he found the perfect <laughs> sperm. That's how you're wording it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he found he found the perfect sperm. 
Yes, and then he like you know because he's is that too he's crass like, for an episode he, title? Could we call this one the perfect spum? No, no, the perfect spum <laughs> would be better, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but he like you know because he's hollow on the inside, right? Yeah, you know, sure. you, you know, because like is so he? he just like I, don't know. I haven't just, seen like, inside of him. He just like. He you just know. holds it inside of his like yeah. pelvis in his hollow yeah. pelvis, and when yeah. he, when he comes time to pretend to have an orgasm, <laughs> just forces it out. Yes, that's what happens. <laughs> like a fucking turkey baster. <laughs> Jesus, this is so fucked. Maybe you like. Maybe you could like just kind of put the ho- the hollow meter down. Or like, and, and it just does something, and then it's done. <laughs> Put it back on, just load it back up. I don't like this. I don't like talking mm. about this. Mm. I, uh... <laughs> Either way, yeah. Um, I the doctor can the doctor can and does fuck. Yeah, we know this. We know this he, to be true. He remember that woman? Uh, there was an episode. Remember, in the, remember that in the finale? Uh, no, 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 no. No, he does have a wife. I forgot about that. Yes, but wife. no, it's that other when he does. Uh, they find like that uh, woman that's that was. She was one oh, of the, the hologram. No, 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 no. no. She was. Uh, she was oh, a one of those like rotting people. What are they called? Oh, the fucking. Ugh. I don't remember. But yeah, she was yeah. one of those. The for the people who have the phage. Yeah, they're for people that had the phage yeah, and disease. they and they like download her into a holographic body while yeah, she's they... like dying in a coma, and she's like, "I'll let the body die. I'm happy being a hologram." Yeah, exactly. I'm perfect, yeah. and he, and they fall in love. Yeah, but they um, fix her somehow, don't they? Um, I don't know. And then she like helps them later. She like yeah, she comes back. Um, he also he also wanted to fuck seven of nine. He did, but it was really weird because she saw him as like a dad, right? It was like more of a like a fathery. He was very well because it's like at first he didn't want to fuck her, (laughs) but then he was like, "Ah, don't worry, Seven, I will teach you the ways of romance." Romance. But then he inadvertently fell in love, as is often the case when you when you do the whole like fake date thing. You confuse your brain and you end up thinking like, oh, wait, no, now I'm attracted to them. (laughs) That's what happened to you, didn't it? That's what happened to me and the doctor. Oh, okay. Yep. I watched that episode one night um, and I was like, the doctor will teach me how to love. (laughs) And then I fell in love. I I did fall in love. That's why we talk so much about the doctor. That's why I can't help it. I can't help it. I wish he were real. I wish he was real. I wish he was real. Um, was real. But hey. Uh but yeah. I um I've started looking into uh I I told you about it before, not on the show. I said that I'm gonna start I started reading, I'll just like at least I skimmed it for now, the Star Trek Star Trek Adventure tabletop RPG book. Uh-huh. We're both avid players Gamers. of the, Gamers, gamers, role playing kind, right? We've both played a lot of variety of uh, RPGs. I just bumped my mic. There's one <laughs> thing with the mic hand to bring it back to that. I just bumped it with my uh, water bottle as I was putting it back down. So, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're both nice tabletop role players. Yeah, and uh, sure. I played more 
indie RPGs rather, I guess. A lot of indie. I'm more into like the Apocalypse World and Powered by the Apocalypse systems and stuff like that. That was well, the first RPGs I played. And what about I'm glad you? you're what listing your... your credentials. I bet, I bet you start talking about the book that you're going to talk about. Because yeah. if you didn't list your credentials, there'd be somebody li- sitting there listening, going like, "This guy's a fucking poser." I bet he hasn't yes. even played Apocalypse World. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they think of, like when people yeah. hear tabletop but RPGs, Apocalypse World. Nothing luckily, else. you you just stated it, so now we won't have that problem. <laughs> I was just gonna make conversation with you, <laughs> so the audience knows us better. And I was going to ask oh, you, what okay, was so your now you're trying first... to build up a parasocial relationship, huh? Yes, huh? I am trying wow. to get people to do friend simulator with us. Yes. <laughs> uh, and what about you? I don't want to get what... fucking murdered, Max. Okay, I don't <laughs> okay. want to get Ingrid goes wested over here. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Um. Yeah, I played was... some. Yeah, you know, I played some games. What was your first? Uh, RPG what was system. my first RPG system? Yeah, what was your well, first time playing role-playing games? Why do you have to word it like that? I don't know. I don't know, it's your dirty mind. Not fourth mine. edition D&D. Yeah, that's cool. That's not nerd stupid at all. That's nah, it. But yeah, I, I've been looking for the Star Trek Adventure book, and it's yeah. insane. Like, I have not seen probably it it's it's just so much text to get to actual like just to the rules or like how to roll the dice and stuff mm-hmm. it's not like in d and d or or anything like that where you just have it on like the first five pages you know yeah. or something like that no, it's all like the first like four chapters it's all just like the federation history and stuff you know i mean look and what the federation is and stuff like that it's insane. so far this this feels pretty close to what watching star trek is like <laughs> yeah you know you never get explained any of the stuff you just gotta w- draw it from the show as you watch it mm-hmm. you know? but yeah I've been listening to. Uh, I've been trying to read for it just to see what it. I, I don't. What the system? You will play are, it. You know, yeah. What, what the what mechanics it's like, are. What the mechanics are and stuff. I'm still skimming yeah. through it. It does seem interesting. The way you roll in it is quite unusual. How do you roll? You'd, How do you roll? In you it? do d20s. Okay. That's what the dice you roll. Okay. And you have classic three classic d- dice. You have attributes. Which are like control, fitness, presence, daring, insight, reason. These are like your charisma, dexterity, you know, all those sort of things. Like that's the equivalents. Then you have a second set of like values, which are called disciplines. And those are your command, security, science, con, engineering, medicine. Those are more like class stuff. Yeah, like more like your role stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And then you have like a third thing, which is called like a focus. So the focus would be like a specific, uh, disi- not discipline, because we already have this. One. Focus is more like a topic, you know, a lot about, you know. So like, like... as an engineer, you might have warp engines, you know. Okay. Or as a medic, you might have like Vulcan uh, so anatomy. As, anatomy as or first something. officer, you might have fucking. Yeah. Basically, for right, very okay. important in first contact situations, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it helps. First Riker. genital contact. Hey, yo. Nice. Swish. <laughs> uh, it helped Riker when he was uh, when he was um, 
gonna get autopsied remember yeah yeah she was like um, and really then that lady to... came in and was like i've always wanted to fuck an alien if you and fuck he... me right now i'll let you go <laughs> you just have to fuck me and uh, so he would of roll... course Riker was like what have i got myself into huh <laughs> oh boy so, so yeah so he would like roll like uh, depending on yeah. the situ- on that situation he would roll <laughs> probably like fitness see because this is <laughs> this is an important thing to do when you're explaining a tabletop rpg you need to give examples <laughs> with things and if it's uh, something based on a property you can it's point a- two episodes and be like well here's how this scenario would work on the table you know and that's this so Riker's gonna that- fuck this alien uh, this book to escape does that a lot but this book does that a lot mm-hmm. but uh yeah and like uh, i guess the focus is focus is quite interesting it gives you like um uh, it gives you like an extra success if you like specifically applies to the situation that you're in mm-hmm. you can like trade and mom- uh like i think you have momentum that you i still reading for it. it's like momentum that you're just like gathering from previous rolls and you can spend to like re-roll dice or something or like add a success or you can um worsen the situation like you can add threats to the current situation sure to give yourself more dice to roll and stuff like that. So interesting. More like, interesting. That's, that's an interesting thing. Like, it, to be honest, like, although this book is a wall of text, like, it's insane, it is does give you quite a lot of cool ideas. Like, that's why I, like, enjoy about reading these sort of things, because they do mm-hmm. tend to provide a lot of ideas of just, like, that you can apply to so, any yeah, role-playing game. insight. Yeah, good insight so, so there was like a pretty uh, there's a chapter talking about like deception and stuff and like mm. how you should treat evidence and like mm-hmm. stuff like that and like you know like it's it's pretty cool like overall uh quite cool but i'm still reading through it so uh, I, well, I, well, I, uh here's the thing okay for yeah. me usually what I, I gravitate to immediately when i'm playing any any new tabletop rpg yeah is what 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 have we got in the way of character creation, emphasis, playable races and species? Okay, yeah. So what I'm are we talking only... about here in 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 Star Trek the 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 D and D? Oh yeah. So like currently I'm reading through this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm reading through like the core book. So there's probably the, like that's the actually before we started recording, I said I was like I can't see Klingons as a playable race, and you were like, oh, it's a different book probably, because and then I was like, oh yeah, there was, there is a different book for it, so probably you have to buy, spend another whatever. This oh, is a legal a copy. Klingon, this buddy? is a legal copy that I'm using to produce this show. So of if, if we ever <laughs> if we ever make it a thing. I can write this off on my uh, taxes. Well, as long as it's a thing within the next year, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But as long as it's a thing within the next year or two, when we have to make a, yeah, uh, uh you know, self-assessment thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which we but... don't because we're not earning any money. Luckily, <laughs> thank fuck. Yeah, we don't make any money. Thank fuck. Thank fuck. We don't. Have we're just spending like... money. <laughs> It's draining. It's a drain on our resource. That's how. But, that's yeah. the difference between a hobby and a business. Is that it's just draining money from uh, us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, rather than making us any. Yeah, because uh, yeah. and that's how you know we can trust us because we're not going to lie to you. We're not going to sit here and be like, <laughs> we're not going to be taking in that uh, Paramount check. 
going, yeah. oh my god, Picard season three, can you believe uh, they had Geordi LaForge in it and he uh, walked around a bit. He walked around a bit. He, he lost his sight again. He removed. lost his sight again. They took his okay. eyes from I him. actually, you know, a lot of people have been complaining about it, but I love the fact that they gave him his visor back <laughs> and because a crow ripped out his eyes. <laughs> he was That's chained to a rock. He was chained to a boulder and a crow. Episode one. Episode one. Picard season three. And then Picard came back to him, all ripped, gigantic, with a box. Fucking tore the chains off. Yeah, and then he put he put the visor back on Geordi. Yeah, and then Geordi went. I never should have threw this thing away in the first place. I actually loved when that happened, and I think this is probably the best Star Trek has ever been. Yeah. Hold on a minute, I'm just buying a jet ski on, on Amazon Prime. Why are you buying a jet ski? <laughs> what? Why would you be buying a jet ski in England? Uh, I, live, I live near a river. You can oh, take yeah, a jet ski in a river. Yeah, you do, That's fine. you do have an access to an ocean of sorts. Um, I don't think I would I, take I'm a jet ski. An inlet jet, or an outlet, jet, I guess. Yeah. I don't think I would ever ride a jet ski in it. I probably wouldn't ride a jet ski it's in It's all general, full of poop right honest. now. <laughs> it's always full of poop. The According of to the new, listening to the news, it's uh, all full of poop. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but going back to this book. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have like. Uh, this book, the club book, has Andorians, it's got Bajorans, it's got uh, Betazoids, it's got uh, the Nobulans, you got uh, humans, of course, and you got uh, Telfanarite. Te- no Cardassians? Tellerite. I know that with this game, there's a there's a book for every quadrant, right? I think. I think there is, like an alpha quadrant book and a beta and a delta and a gamma. Yeah, I think like you might be right. And there's the trill... There's a Vulcan, of course, and that's it. That's all the classic. Good old, thing. the good old Trill. Yeah. Yep. I like. I love how humans have like the talents they get is a uh, spirit of discovery. American exceptionalism. <laughs> White supremacy. You know. <laughs> oh no. Racial species supremacy. That's what it would be. All right, okay. Come on uh, now. Uh, you know, yeah. I think it's a little offensive that you're taking what I said and conflating it with racism. You of course. About that? Yep. I just said American exceptionalism. <laughs> you're the one who said all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you go out into the you go start interviewing people in America and see what they'll say, especially in those red states. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like the Nobulans. They're pretty funny because they get like yeah. Because you can puff they're up like every, a puffer fish. Everything. <laughs> the only things they get is because the only the nobleman we get is in Star Trek Enterprise, right? Is flocks, they get yeah. basically plucks, right? So they yeah. have cultural flexibility and they have parent uh, parent figure. So cultural flexibility is that you get like reduced difficulty when you like treat deal with an unfamiliar cool. culture. And then the and, second one is fucks a lot. Yeah, exactly, and he can, like, ask for help, and, like, he's got a lot of... Oh, well, that's nice. You know, uh, uh, what was it? And so, you can do a really big smile. Yeah. Mm, a big smile. A very big smile. 
Do Do you think if like uh, the Nobulans were a thing right now, they would do that Joker thing? Remember that Joker face that was very popular on like Vine and TikTok for no what? No, the TikTok thing. They had like Joker that. Face. Yeah, they had like that thing where the people would like do like a Joker face and they would like do like a big smile. It was really popular, like in India for some reason. I don't really. Get I don't know why. what you're talking about. Uh, you don't. You're not on the internet. A popular trend in India where everybody did a Joker face. Yeah, but it's like a TikTok thing, you know. Okay, I have no, I have no idea. I'm I have sorry. never watched TikTok. I can't either, help and I know this one. about this one. You know, uh-huh. to each their own, I guess. You know, be ignorant of, of the TikTok and and the culture that has been. Micro microcosm culture that has been created there. Oh, okay, I will. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I will be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fine, yeah. I'll keep being ignorant. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, it, it it seems like an interesting read in terms of like wow. um, I'll read through this and I'll be an expert, an expert on. Star I Trek. first of all, I well, firstly, when we were watching Star Trek, I always thought because yeah. I knew there was a tabletop RPG, and yeah. I always thought. I can't imagine myself playing one, <laughs> just because oh, yeah. for me I can't ima- I can't picture the episodes or the storylines from the show translating to something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I in my mind I compare it a lot to like the Star Wars RPG system and stuff. Yeah, where it's like it it is it allows for a lot of adventurous stuff to happen. Yeah. But I can't imagine that kind of stuff happening with, uh, you know, in a Star Trek. Yeah, like... Or a Star w- Trek RPG so much. I wonder, like, maybe after this I'll read, like, a campaign book or something, and I'll see how maybe. they actually run this. Because yeah. that would be, be interesting, interesting to see, like, Could how they actually structure keep, encounters and stuff. Keep, uh, keep us... Keep me updated on the podcast. Um, I did. I did eventually sort of stipulate though i had a change of heart yeah where it's like i still don't think i still can't imagine myself playing one but if i ever did it'd be a ferengi <laughs> i'd gotta be, be i'd have to be i'd have to in, be in starfleet or would it just be a ferengi on like some merchant ship or some shit like that probably just a normal ferengi <laughs> You'd be a tall okay, yeah, Ferengi. Well, I were, no, I would be a. Call I'd be, probably be a pretty short Ferengi. Yeah, I like uh, whenever I play a character, I like kind of pushing the height a bit to it's either its maximum to its maximum either way. So if a species is supposed to be notoriously short, then I'll try and really push like the shortness of a character. Or mm-hmm. if they're supposed to be really tall, then I'll push their the 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 height of them. You know. Yeah. That's my preference. Just because there I think is it's interesting. this funny thing that I just like stumbled upon. It's one of those like you know side entries that you get in yeah, those books, yeah. which are like, "This is a ship ship cancellers cancellers log." Okay, okay. like a little text in character, yeah, of course, of by course. Diana Troy, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really funny. It made me laugh because it's about the day when Picard returns from you know the free lights. Yeah. episode mm-hmm. and at the end of the episode he's like you know like i nearly broke like i would yeah, have yeah, said yeah. anything they have that know? great scene at the end where it's so he's where he's confiding in diana yeah he's like i you know I, if right before they were gonna walk in the room i was gonna say there were three lights yeah and there's this basically there's this thing here right mm-hmm. 
that <laughs> I I'm, I'm imagining, I'm anticipating you say, yeah, there's this little entry Deanna says, Picard was a little bitch. <laughs> what a the cringe little loser. So, listen to this. I've just completed uh-huh. my first session with Captain Picard following his return from Cardassia Free. Mm-hmm. Though Dr. Crusher was infor- has informed me that the physical injuries inflicted by the Cardassian captors will uh, will leave no lasting effects. It is obvious from our conversations that the captain's emotional healing will take some time. Frankly, I'm amazed he came through the ordeal as well as he did. The torture, uh, the torture to which he was subjected would have broken most humans, regla- regardless of their level of physical fitness and psychological well-being. <laughs> However, from my private conversations with him, I've come to understand that uh-huh. Captain Picard possess- possesses a mental fortitude that is atypical of a human. <laughs> I-, I believe it is this, this strength which has allowed him to overcome several severe trauma on more than one occasion. I mean, look... And I laughed because I was like, this is just someone making up an excuse for the writers that they... Like, never actually, like, except for the... Because then, like, mentions the Borg thing, that like, you know, the assimilation by the Borg. Yeah. So that's what and, I was about to say. If you if you have the whole Locutus thing happen to you, and yeah. you can come back from that yeah. without, like, you know... You, you, probably uh, you can come back from anything. Yeah, because I was just, like, I was, like, laughing because it's, like, basically making an excuse for, like, yeah. why it, like, it is, like, one single episode and it gets, yeah. <laughs> gets mentioned again. Well, just, they oh, just he keep, just must they, be so strong. <laughs> no, they just worked on it off screen, you know. Yeah, just exactly. Off screen. Um, he, get, he went to his yeah. weekly session with Diana and it just mm-hmm. worked, you know. It's yeah. like what they say nowadays, just go to a therapist and that will fix everything. Try therapy. If you tried therapy? Men would rather um, mm-hmm. say there are four lights than go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, That's a good one. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's how that's we're going to end the today's episode, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Follow um, us on Twitter yeah, at DeadEnsons. Email, uh, email us. Email us, ensigns at gmail.com. And, you know, have uh, a nice the day. show if you can. Subscribe or save it or whatever you do and whatever you're listening to it on. And yeah, have a good day. All right, bye. 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 Let's short it out, sir. We're going to have to phaser it. Then what are you waiting for? Right away, sir. Faster would be better, Ensign. I can't, sir. We don't want to... That's enough. But, sir, stand aside, Carlton. I'm going through. You're alive. Good. 